hello and happy new year everybody going into 2024 this season keeps on rolling with a big week 17 so punt returns one-handed catches and just a fair bit of carnage in this round my name is cad i'm joined by homie how are you mate yeah good man good happy new year happy new year yeah, yeah, how are you feeling? Are you dusty? <laughs> well, despite having what was meant to be a quiet New Year's Eve at home and with my wife sick, her best friend came over and her and I just had a few celebratory drinks while I was sat on the couch and now I'm sick and was just a little bit dusty yesterday. So it's good, feeling really good way to bring in the new year. Well, I did the hard shift. I got up at the 5 a.m. to watch the game, so I've got us covered here. So any questions, just ask me. Yeah, I'll get on the fort this round, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm fresh as a daisy. Here, right here, ready ready to go. So I kind of wish I had a hangover, but a few teams have got a hangover today, Cad. Oh, and yeah. It is some big news coming out of here, and so we're breaking it up. We're going to give you a rundown of the big news, the big drama, a bit out of this week, and then mm. we'll roll into who's left alive, and then we'll wrap it up with a bit of a mix there just to get you through where everything landed in this week 17 carnage. It's so, it's you know, we were just talking about this off mic, but, you know, we, you look at the results of this week and you just want to jump ahead and look at week 18 and the playoff yeah. berths. And a lot of it does have to do with that. But there were some impressive games. But should we start with one of the more controversial games of the week? I have been diving into this game. <laughs> I've watched every every possible angle, every interview, all the post-press stuff. We're talking Bills. Oh, Bills. We'll get to that yeah, later. We'll to We're that talking Cowboys versus Lions mm-hmm. here. A late penalty on a two-point conversion. And this game has been brought into disrupt. The Cowboys win it 20-19. to 19, And... It's over for Detroit. Their hopes of being number one seed is all done. But this is not where the controversy ended, Cad, because it was being blow up after blow up. It was an amazing game. I hope everyone got a chance to watch it because it was our Sunday lunchtime. I found this game was, you know, it was actually a gruelingly slow battle. Like the scores weren't popping off the thing, but I've never been more interested in a game. I feel my eyes were glued to the screen this round. Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't turn away and then the and then the last play happened when <laughs> Oh, so let's run the people through that because if you haven't seen it, you probably don't understand what's happening. They've got the touchdown. It's 2019. That means, you know, the Lions, they like to go for it. They're going for a two-point conversion. Karen a pair on him because he he was going for it. Fourth down, two-point conversion. The man didn't care this week. The final drive from the Lions, he was impressive. But the the in the post-press, he said, the story was we, we drove it down, we got the seven, we took the two, we take the win, we piss off. <laughs> and they that was their mantra. And they've run it all the way and they've had a beautiful little trick play, which had number 68 Decker out in the open mm-hmm. catching for a two-point victory. The big man. The big man. Who was not a receiver. Down, unless. Oh, <laughs> you announce. <laughs> unless you tell Did the he rest. announce? Did he not announce? This is where the controversy comes in. Everyone's been debating it. The press conference is really awkward after because people obviously didn't want to get a fine. Yep. Goff might have got one because he told him he told the truth. He said uh, he declared. Yeah. Sixty-eight declared. So a little bit of background here. So you must, if you're in the big boys' numbers, you must declare if you're going to go downfield. So declaring you're an eligible receiver, and then once you've told the ref that, it gets announced over the microphone so that every every player in the other team and your team can hear. Number 68 is an eligible receiver. 
No, the we didn't hear that. Yeah, no, the controversy here is it was all done. But the number that the refs told the defence was 70, which mm. is skipper, not 68. So the, the call is correct. The debate is who actually told the ref. Yeah, who was eligible. Declared. And it's really, and it's, you know, the players' uh, word against the refs, but that doesn't count for much in the NFL if you get fined for speaking out against them. And they're really trying hard not to just blatantly say, you've stuffed this up, you've said the wrong number. We didn't hear you say the wrong number. So that's why we didn't we didn't call a timeout because if we'd known you'd gone up to the defence and said 70, we would have said, whoa, whoa, that's not the number we need. Timeout. Big mess here. Big controversy throughout this. It's got ramifications. That's the problem here. It feels like, uh, I don't know if you saw the AFL last year, but there was a point that was a goal and it wasn't a yep. goal. There was a point. <laughs> yep. And it's got that kind of vibe for me. And this is like, everyone's going to be living in that coulda, woulda, shoulda. And, ooh, these refs, <laughs> they're going to work their way back from this one, Cad. Yeah, because the refs actually got, well, some sort of, not a penalty. I don't even know how the NFL's announced this, but they've basically said most of the refing team won't be actually being able to officiate in the playoffs. Is that a punishment that, for not doing the right thing? It seems a little suspicious if they clearly didn't do the right thing. That tells me enough, right? And it was mm. like, I think, I think it, the hardest thing is because it's a mistake, but we don't really own up to the mistakes in the NFL, do we? No, no, it's they just get squashed. So the Lions could have, if they'd won, put pressure on the Eagles and San Fran as the number one seed. They could have been the overall winner of the NFC. What happened next, though, Ken? Well, unfortunately, what should have been the easy game, homie, something we talked about last week, this happens, it has a habit in the NFL, that easy, easy winnable teams end up destroying a Titan. Philly Eagles lose to the Arizona Cardinals 35-31. to 31. You just think it's a nightmare you're waking up to in 2024, homie. Philly fans would be waking up to a nightmare. They probably don't know what's happened. Was it a joke? Was it a prank? Was there, <laughs> were, were they really hung over on New Year's and just didn't read the <laughs> scoreline properly? The Arizona Cardinals win 35 over Philly 31. Biggest upset of the season, biggest upset of the year, biggest yeah. upset in a couple of years, but this <laughs> has got ramifications all over it because now we've got to intertwine. The Cowboys win all around. Now we've got number one seeds dropping all around. San Fran goes on and takes, clinches number one. The Philly have made a real mess of this and they shouldn't have because they were up about 21 to 7, I think it was at halftime. It looked done and dusted. I come back to the game and I think, oh, <laughs> Cardinals are slicing them up here. The run was incredible. I think they blew them up 200 plus yards against this Philly defense. And you know when you can vibe a team, Cad, when they are not going to win? Yeah. Like, Philly had nothing. It's they like as soon as nothing. you know the Cowboys are on tilt, you're like, well, you're not coming back from this. We can just see that ticked. Here, man, as you said, Connor, 128 yards. He did have 26 carries. That's what they were just trying to do is break that open. But I think they were outplayed at quarterback. Kyler Murray, 232 yards and three touchdowns. The Eagles, Jalen, only 167 yards and an interception. What's going on here nuts. with these Eagles? This is the Chiefs, Chiefs-itis, right. you know. Is this hitting the big teams? Well, they didn't have the ball. The problem was the defense just was letting Cardinals run through like in the second half like nothing else. It was amazing. There's amazing highlights as well because the Philly ran back a they ran back a punt return. It was incredible, great. And you think, oh, this is up and about. We're all done here. I think defense thought they were done too, and they just stopped tackling. And it was like there's some <laughs> bad misses 
it was incredible. And then just when you could feel that momentum and it swung and the Cardinals were like, nah, this is ours. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, and they weren't overly reserved as well. You were sort of saying outplayed by a quarterback, but Jalen Hurts, he couldn't, it didn't really, they didn't really give him the plays to get any outage. And they ended up taking a field goal over what should have gone down for a touchy. Oh, yeah. And that turned it around and, the Cardinals just took every moment and they loved it. They were up and about. But this is just now, now this causes ramifications because Philly now, they slip to the five seed. Mm-hmm. Cowboys go to number one. They're getting seed. that home game that oh, they Oh, sorry, want. not number one seed, but number one in their division. Clinched in the NFC East, yep. Yep. Uh, they both got to go out, go and win next week to stay alive in that division. Mm-hmm. They can still both take it if one loses, blah, blah, blah. We'll analyze that in our preview show, but it is just caused drama. These two games are the big headliners. I can't unpack it. It's just been blowing my mind up the whole week, and I just love the sliding <laughs> you doors just think of, all like, what, of all teams to come in and stir this up. It's the bloody Cardinals with their fourth win of the year. That's the funny thing, and guess who the, the four wins? <laughs> two of them. One's Cowboys, one's Philly. How good's that? <laughs> the enemy of the NFC East. <laughs> yeah, so the Cardinals, they just they do not like a road trip, so that is what it ended out. So they had a great trip home, but this is incredible games here, Cad, and the ramifications will be felt all the way through to the playoffs. All right, homie, we're going to dive into the big divisions. We talk about them all season. We thought we were able to close the book on some of them, but can you start us off with the NFC South and what the hell's going on down there? Nah, can't. I'm not going to. I don't want to talk about this. We the, talked about this. My New Year's resolution was not to talk about <laughs> NFC South anymore. But thank you, Tampa Bay, because you didn't do your job. Oh. The brief was... Tampa Bay win, they clinch their division. We stopped talking about NFC South. Mm-hmm. They forgot to win, and the New Orleans, New Orleans Saints look good. Oh, it was bad, Cat. It was it's a perfect storm for us. Tampa Bay could not get any connections going. They sort of looked second to the game. Mm. They were just outplayed, outclassed, and there were some lovely moments here by the New Orleans Saints who just seemed to have freedom of of. No, you know, like no worries at all. And they were just lining up some passes, some great catches as well. They run this game 23 to 13 without the Tampa Bay Bucks look like looking like they're gonna be any competition in it. Then we roll on to see if the Falcons have done anything. Luckily for us, I think they're gone. They're done. <laughs> the Chicago Bears, 37 to 17, smashed them. Thanks, Bears. We appreciate that. Yeah, so the scenario is now they never see South, it stays the same. Tampa Bay wins next week. They're still through. So hopefully we can stop talking about them after week 18. But this old this old South will not let us end. Cat hits it. Oh, please, can we stop about it? But You can't because I'm the fair. Saints are 8-8, eight and eight, the Bucks are 8-8. Eight and eight. What are we going to do about this? Well, let's save it for the previous show. I'll talk about the Bears instead. Now, in a weird scenario here, the Bears have won the game but also secured the number one draft pick. <laughs> All in yeah. one week. All in one week. Well done, right? Well done. They've yeah. obviously got this because the Panthers have obviously then there's no chance. They're at the bottom of the barrel. No. The Bears take their pick. Interesting scenario here now, Cad. So now we've got to look at what do the Bears do with Justin Fields? Yeah, because the whole stadium was shouting, We want Fields on repeat here. 
but they're in danger of being able to pick up you know, the best quarterback in the next draft. Since they win over Washington, they've won five of the last eight starts. That's Justin Fields, it is. Mm. Three close contenders as well. So, like, they've been in every game since he's come back from injury. And the fans love him. I must say, I love him. I'm enjoying the. The other thing as well, their defence, the Bears' defence has turned a corner here. And I just think they're just increasingly looking better and better. And it's like, do you do you use your draft pick to get that quarterback mm. when you already got a pretty decent quarterback that you know what he can put up? Yep. Or do you start to trade away and I think go trade from away two picks is, in the first 10, maybe yeah. get five picks in the first 10? you got some leverage. Teams want a quarterback. They'll come forward. Yeah, I think you've got to trade away. In my mind, that's where I want to go with this because we know the ceiling of Justin Fields and he's had a lot of years to show us an opportunity and he's been given the opportunity to show us what he can do. These recent wins, it's all well and good. It is off injuries as well. That's a risk there. How far can they take it with Justin when if they go and sell it off for trade picks, they got Montez Sweat. That's been amazing for this team. In fact, I believe he leads two teams in sacks, which was the Commanders yeah, it's pretty cool, and right? now the Bears at six. I think you get Justin Fields out of there, trade him off, start from zero, build this team up because there's, there's obviously something there. Yeah, it's it's really it's going to be a must-watch postseason as they build up. And so I really – I'm excited to see what the Bears can do. They're definitely someone I'm looking for in the next season. They've actually even put themselves in the hunt in a weird mathematical <laughs> way. It is possible. Uh, it is yeah, I'm not buying possible. into it. I'm not a clue to the next one. I just want to mention it just for a weird – Another extra weird thing there. But overall, it's been super, super crazy outcome here. The NFC South and the Bears, pretty good games here, Cad. Quite enjoyed the Bears just putting up a massive performance like that. Take us to the AFC South now. Well, I can tell you the results of all of this division is the fact that every team in the AFC South who was in the battle won. So we didn't learn anything. Nothing changed for us. They're all now 9-7. and seven. That's the Jags, the Colts, and the Texans. Just confusing us here, but the Jags put it all together. Massive win over the Panthers, and they got the donut, which I didn't think. I thought Panthers maybe were going to crawl back and take advantage of this weekend Jags team. Well, the owner wasn't happy about it. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, threw, threw his cup in the, in the room. Threw a little, good little drink over the Jags fan at <laughs> the halftime. Yeah, right. you got to be better outrageous. than that. But what was good to see was Travis Etienne coming back and having a, a blockbuster performance over 100 yards. What we've been kind of missing, I feel, from this Jags team is that consistency there and it keeps them in games. Josh Allen, though, no, not that quarterback. The defense, Josh Allen for the Jags, had three sacks, which puts the defense up to six sacks total. I mean, poor Bryce Young, man. He's just sitting here clinging on to dear life. Got zero points. Had zero experience that's been positive for him and then he's still getting sacked six times in one game. Rough as for Paul Brycey. The Colts beat the Raiders 23-20. to Colts got it done again. Um, now the Raiders, sadly, homie, have been officially eliminated from the playoffs. So slim hopes there that they could get it through, but not today. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Week 18, this disruptor status even goes further. I don't know who they're up against, but I hope it's someone big. Oh, yeah. I might talk, I'll check that. You go yeah, you tell us what it. happened with Texans, and I'll check who they got next week. And the Texans took on the Titans 26-3. to A very decisive victory here. Just feels like everyone on this... I, we, we were worried about the NFC South, but the AFC South just seems even more scary these days, especially with CJ coming back for the Texans. CJ put up 213 yards in one touchdown, supported by Singletary as well. 
and Nico Collins, that partnership seems to be back and rolling, which is great to see. Oh, it's so nice to see the Texans return. I mean, obviously, we're missing Tank Dell from yeah. the mix, and he won't be back, and my, my heart breaks for that. But it was so nice to see the connection with Nico Collins. Uh, in regards to your, the disruptor tag might be over. Oh, no. Because they got the Broncos next week, and there is no skin <laughs> in that game. That's just, just for pure, pride, though. That is just pure pride. Um <laughs> So we might have to look for another disruptor. And I think I might have one in the, in the bag as well. The Cardinals, Here's obviously, the Cardinals, they're yeah. looking for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and i got another one, I reckon, in the next game. They, they, they're a bit sneaky as well. So we'll see if they can do it. But uh, kudos to all these uh, AFC South. They all got the win. Yeah. So you got to be – you can't do anything more than get the win. Obviously, the Jags have the upper hand here. Being the, they've obviously got the advantage here. I think they go on to play. Who have they got next week? they got someone quite easy. Titans. Yeah, mm. so potentially something there. Let's see if Titans can get the disruptor tag and make a mess of the AC South game. Nothing's for sure, especially against the Titans. I feel that they could just come through and surprise us all. But the Jags, Colts, they're looking good in the AFC. I think the Texans, I think that it's between Texas and Colts. I don't know which I'd prefer to go through. What about you? Well, it's a hard one. I, I want Texans. Oh, no. Oh. Texans yeah, or Colts nah. is where I'm at. I feel like they've really brought it this season. It's going to be interesting because they've, they've all got a chance of getting through. Uh, obviously, the Texans and the Colts play each other, I'm pretty sure. So two should go through. But let's, you know, yeah. there's no guarantees there's in no this guarantees game. guarantees in this game. <laughs> that draw might come through. That draw <laughs> might hit it. All right, we're moving all on. Right, let's, yeah, I'll take you to the AFC East, hey? Uh, so the AFC, we were like, oh, whoa, what? This shouldn't be alive, should it? This should be... <laughs> The Dolphins have this all wrapped up, don't they? They're all good. No, that's not how it worked out. I got a Buffalo Bills first against the New England Patriots. They got the job done here. A super messy game, Cad. Didn't twenty-seven to twenty-one. Any good feeling about the Buffalo Bills here? I it didn't give me any assurity. When the first play of the game gets returned for a punt, <laughs> punt return, and took it to the house, and I thought, oh, we're not in for a good day. Then Zappi goes on a rampage and throws three intercepts in the in the first quarter. This is all. We haven't got out of the first quarter. Super messy game. There's pick sixes. There's everything you could ask for. And I was like, the superstar of this game was Rasul Douglas, and he leads the Bills' defense at the moment. Interesting here because he obviously was traded away from Green Bay when they thought they weren't really a playoffs chance. Now he's lighting it up for the Bills. They think they must want him back pretty hard. <laughs> Maybe they have a little... Can you get him back just to switch him over? If you yeah. get knocked out, give it back, you know? So the Bills now, they go to 10 and 11. The Miami Dolphins are 11 and something. So they're a game apart. So that builds is all roads aligning to the last game of the season where Buffalo Bills and Miami Dolphins play each other for the AFC East That's title. such a big game. And coming into it, well, why don't I jump into the Dolphins? And let's talk about that matchup just a little bit. But I'll jump into the Ravens versus Dolphins game. Ravens win 56 to the Dolphins, not putting up that kind of close game that we wanted and more of a blowout that I thought it was going to be. 56 to 19 is a huge score. What do you think about the Dolphins here, homie? Because going again and again, trying to contend with big teams, do you think they even have a shot when it gets to the playoffs if they are able to get in? The only this should be the this should be the game that's been talked about the most, but we've had so much other drama that mm. it's been it got slid away, and I think Dolphins are getting away with a massive, massive loss here because this was embarrassing. This was poor. Yep. Tyreek Hill drops a ball. Oh. I think it was in the second quarter or maybe the first. I can't quite remember, yep. but he's in the end zone and drops it, 
And it just from that point, they just put up nothing. And I was just like, where did you go? Like it wasn't, they were, I don't know if the Ravens, they've done this a bit this year, actually. They seem to demoralize teams and then just rip them apart. Yeah. Like they are not scared to put the, th- the foot on th- the throat for an opposition. But Miami, oof, and it gets worse here, Cad, because um, linebacker Bradley Chubb, who has stayed on the field, now is out because he's done an ACL. This is like three minutes to go oh. in the game. Yeah, It just compounds here. And I, I just don't know where this leaves. We're walking into a game with Buffalo and Dolphins, and I don't know which one's going to be better, actually. This could be a real train wreck next week. I think it's to a tough up. one because the Bills just don't look to shape at all. Yes, they've won a couple of games, but you know, against the Chargers, did they look that dominant? No. Against the Patriots, did they look dominant? No. I think the Dolphins are a better team, but I feel like the Bills just have that, oh, if Josh Allen's on, let's lock it all together and we're going to be the best team you've seen in a long time. Yeah, they're both not meeting at a, at, in, a in form. Mm. We're meeting at a crossroads here and it's so, like, one team will go one way and one will go the other, and the Bills don't even have a chance of not making it if they lose. <laughs> That's even better. Like, Do you think the Dolphins rest for the next week since they're going through? They've clinched the playoffs. They just haven't clinched no, the, they've clinched yeah, oh, yeah, the wild card, but they haven't clinched the home game of the wild card. The Bills and the Dolphins both need home games mm. to be successful in the playoffs. I don't see any point in scraping through through either of them. They're not going to do well if they just scrape through, I don't, I don't think. Yeah. They're both really front runners at home. And I think they both really want a home game because that'll be a big advantage for both of them. I guess the risk I there really... is injuries for the Dolphins, I think you were about to say before I cut in. Yeah, Tua Tunga Vailoa, he's injured his throwing shoulder. Another one late in the game here. They're just, they've got banged up. They've got really banged up. <laughs> and I really want to talk about the Ravens a little bit here because obviously we know what's got, we know what's coming for the Bills and the Dolphins, but. The Ravens here, Kat, they've dominated another team. They've gone and smashed them, embarrassed them, mm-hmm. ripped them up, injured them as well. Mm. And then we look at, they've gone and knocked off Santhrone the week before, mm-hmm. done this now. They've answered every challenge we've asked them. Why isn't there more hype on this team right now? I think now? there is. I, I really think this. It's not like the 49ers where people, despite that game against the Ravens, everyone still thinks they're unstoppable juggernaut because we've seen it all season. I think everyone's turned to the Ravens like, Lamar Jackson's front runner for the MVP race right now. Everyone's giving uh, John Harbaugh his like chocolates right now, which they weren't doing a couple couple you, of years ago. You like the dance, didn't you? I do like you the like dance. A, yeah, you do like the Charlie. You like that locker room dance, didn't you? He's a good man. It's very cool. Um, but I, I think there is enough hype, but they are not being seen as the 49ers right now. Is, is that what you think they should be? I think they sh- they've had the ability to keep the underdog tag through this whole period. And I don't think they deserve it. They're keeping it. <laughs> Lamar Jackson even said they it. Don't We're keeping it the underdog tag. Yeah. <laughs> We're saying that you guys write us off every week, so they get to keep it. I don't believe it. I reckon they're number one. But I just think wow. they're doing really well in maintaining this underdog tag, and I think they're they're going to be better for it. So good on <laughs> them. Well done to you. But I think they're I think they're number one now. I think your nephew Jackson would be more disappointed that he went for Jacksonville instead of Lamar Jackson. Really, I think he's he's mispicked there. Yeah, he's really stuffed up there. <laughs> <laughs> of all the ones, Bo Jackson, yeah. Jacksonville Jags, and Lamar Jackson. You had the trifecta there. Nah, he got them. He got them. Oh, it's a tough one, but it's all yet to come for these divisions. So we're going to move over to the other teams that we think did their job.
All right, Cad. This is supposed to be the period where we go through the teams that did their job, but I've got to get one out of the way real quick. So, <laughs> There's Denver an exception. Broncos, <laughs> Denver Broncos, Los Angeles Chargers. Yep. The Broncos win this 16-9. to 9. This was not a game to watch. It was, yeah. Run those was trains. It a, I was like, I didn't even want to give it the uh, train wreck tag because it me. was uncomfortable. <laughs> it was like watching a breakup when they're still living in the same house. That's what it felt like. There was too many crosses between Wilson. <laughs> Jared Sidham, he did really well. He got the W. I thought I'd better mention this because we've slagged the other divisions here, Cad, but the AFC West needs a slagging here. Oh, yeah. We've <laughs> Wilson's been benched for the Broncos. Yep. Brandon Staley fired for the Chargers. Josh McDaniels fired for the Raiders. Yep. Jimmy Garoppolo benched. The treat the Chiefs have been struggling this whole season. <laughs> and we still get the same Deborah stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's all in like the same order. Oh man. You've been saying it all season. I've been saying it to anyone who will listen. Uh putting on your comments. This was the year for the rest of the AFC Wester. Put it together and taken advantage of a fumbling Chiefs, but they've done the direct opposite. They've just did it worse than the Chiefs have. Oh, I might actually even jump ahead to the Chiefs game here because yeah, obviously they it. took on the Bengals and uh, they got the job done, twenty-five to seventeen. It was a good game, but there was big chunk plays by the Chiefs that basically got it done. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, I love his run. He is so aggressive. If you got anything to do, just watch him running. What a monster! And we obviously had Rashad, Rashid, Rashid Rice? Rashid, Rashid Rice. Rashid Rice. Rashid Rice. Yeah, he went for 67 yards. Kansas City's longest play of the season, actually. So he's been a really shining light for them. But it was pretty much won by the kicker, Harrison Butler. So he kicked them to the title. They take the AFC West title. They only scored... They got still got red zone problems. Oh, it was man. only field well, goals. It was just, it was just Harrison Butler kicking an all damn day. Mm. It was crazy. I think he was the only person to score after halftime or something like that. It was something <laughs> ridiculous. But the Bengals are now eliminated. They say goodbye. They can go rest themselves and come back again. The Broncos are now eliminated finally, mm-hmm. fully. No <laughs> mathematical left for them. So that is the AFC West done. The Chiefs, I think they're eight years in a row. They've yeah. won the... They've got yeah. one more to, I think, beat the Patriots record, I believe. Crazy. Crazy. That's an impressive... Impressive performance there, but that is a wrap on the AFC West for this year, Cat. <laughs> yeah, let's say goodbye, please. <laughs> I should have just done a eulogy for that entire division. I think yeah, that would be good, actually. Up. Maybe we look at that. Maybe <laughs> we do that for a little special. I want to say full credit to the Bengals, though, because you pulled a season when you shouldn't have had one with Jake and everything else that came together. Well damn done, but we'll see you next year, I guess. Moving on to... The Browns versus the Jets, 37-20. to 20, The Browns win and clinch their playoff spot. And the party in Cleveland, homie, went all night and all day beforehand. They were tailgating from about 9 in the morning for an evening game. And then I don't know if you saw the overhead footage of the bridge in Cleveland. No. It was everyone on a march. I mean, this giant highway-like bridge. Oh. Everyone marching through the streets. The party was going because the Browns did it dominantly at home. They scored three touchdowns in the first quarter. Flacco threw for 296, 296 yards in only the first quarter and put on a dominant performance without Amari Cooper, who was listed inactive just before the game. Only been three years since the Browns last made the playoffs when Baker Mayfield actually ended a long drought for them. Um, I think we've just got to say what an incredible season the Browns have had and we've talked about it before, but 
you've had four active quarterbacks who have started multiple games and you've still made it into the playoffs and looking damn good for it. I've got to let you guys know, I don't know if we talked about this when Flacco came in, but just a little bit of background on him. The playoffs aren't really uncharted territory for Flacco because when he was the quarterback for the Ravens, he did take them all the way to the Super Bowl in 2013. So I don't know. He might be prepared for these lights. Uh, I've also been holding this for the um, preview show as well, but he's got some nice little bonuses for how deep he gets into this playoffs as well. So, yeah, it's New Year, and you get it's even though it might be past, it's Christmas bonus time because we're getting to the business end of the season. So, Flacco has been incredible. They've got, also got the luxury of probably resting mm-hmm. a lot of players this week. Uh, that's one to note as well. They've got a real good, real good chance here, Ken. I like them. Yeah, I like them too. And I think they're our playoff disruptor, which is fun. But I don't don't know how well to scale them. We'll guess we'll see as we go through the playoffs. The Jets, on the other hand, incredibly poor effort here. Top ranked, you know, their top five ranked defense just wasn't showing up. And I was going to say, you could make excuses for the Jets. You know, they're on their backup, backup, backup quarterback. But the Ravens, I mean, the Browns are also on their backup, 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 backup quarterback. So. Just not pulling it together. Jets, I feel, insignificant going forward. I liked how we were obviously messaging during this game and you said, I'm pretty sure, how long do I have to keep watching <laughs> yeah, this game? Yeah, like, and I said, it's done. Yeah, it was in the third <laughs> I think quarter. was about yeah. 10 minutes past the first quarter. Yeah, so. it could have been actually. I was just watching this and being like, I'm, I'm actually kind of bored. Like I've watched the Browns come through and smash them. Like that's great. They lit them up early yeah. and it was done, wasn't done. it? It was really done. <laughs> Oh, moving on, we had San Fran playing uh, Washington Commanders. Now, I said he was out. Well, it was a late call-up for Sam House. Woohoo! Which caused an upset. No, it did not. <laughs> it did not. The, the San Fran got the business done. They had the luxury of sitting in the tunnel here watching Philly going down to the Cardinals. They were really I saw lucky. that footage and like Devo's front and centre just absolutely loving it. Yeah, they could. What a great place to be. So... The loss to Philly means that San Fran clinched the number one seed. They now get the bye and home games and everyone has to come through San Fran if they want to make the Super Bowl. Big advantage here, Cad. And they probably need it because old running back Christian McCaffrey has a little niggle. Mm, which is scary. Scary for all fantasy playoff people last week and scary for the 49ers going through. Good to rest him. I think give him some time. The man's going to play through an injury no matter what, I think. This is such a big advantage for, for San Fran. Obviously, we know they're a team that if they're at 100%, they play 100%. Mm-hmm. And now they get to just freshen up and be ready for whoever comes their way. That's it. And scary to see any injuries now, especially next week. You know, Not even for big playoff teams, but those wildcard teams we're seeing. I'm a bit nervous, actually. But we move it on to the rivalry of Green Bay and Minnesota, 33-10. to 10. We saw the Packers return, homie, to who we want them to be. Yeah, it was a real surprise here. It was, I must say, I do think there was a big error by the Vikings to play Jaron Hall mm-hmm. over Nick, Nick Mullins. Mullins. They yeah. really did not look like they wanted to be there. They were really hard to get into this game. But the Packers, ooh, it was a lot of love. <laughs> nice. yeah, I got one in. Yeah, yeah. I got one in. <laughs> it was it was actually exciting to see the Packers play this one. Uh but I believe you've written here, homie, this means that the Packers, if they win week eighteen, they get to the playoffs. That's correct. Yep. So they're wow. pretty much they're in the driver's seat now. I should, I think they might even be able to make it if they lose, but I would have to double check that for the preview show. But there is still obviously injury concerns for them and it that's my biggest worry because it's like 
I think uh, the young young wide receiver. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I'll go with Reed. Let's go with Jayden, that for Jayden, now. Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed. Let's go with that. That's he it. obviously didn't. He didn't finish the second half of this game as well. Um, I liked what the Packers did though. Jordan Love looked incredible. They look that that, that good looking team again. Yes. You know when they they're really good looking and it's like ooh, I yeah. like this team a lot. You look but unstoppable. It looks fluid. It looks like oh yeah no this is a great football team like the Packers of old. Yeah. So they're giving themselves every chance of making the playoffs here. They're exciting. They might get that disruptor tag as well in the playoffs. They're someone to watch, but let's see what they can produce and let's see who they line up against. And it was good to see uh, Kirko Chains, Kirk Cousins, shirtless at the top of the stadium leading the Viking clap to enter the game. Oh, that was probably the highlight for Minnesota. I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to lie. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was pretty funny. And, the, and his young boy is up there too. Yeah. Took the took the took the shirt off and got involved. Oh, I do. We're probably going to have to do a segment in soon. I don't know. We've got the coaching carousel, but I don't know what the quarterback one's called. But we need to probably start talking about where these players are going because I'm worried for Kirk Cousins because I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where he's going to be. I've seen a lot of op heads on. You know, can you give that amount of money? to a guy who's injured at his age uh, and is it worth doing with Kirk? So he'll be playing, but I wonder where. Yeah, he even said to his agent was like, oh, I've got to get I've got to get running again so I can give it to my agent to give to clubs. Yeah. And it's like, oh that's telling you you gotta start. He's looking. But uh I, I don't want to see I don't want to see a Vikings without him to tell you the truth. Me but, neither really. But, um but you know Russell Wilson could end up there. Who knows? You know just don't remember yeah, he's going somewhere. <laughs> Justin Fields, where yep. are you going? You know, he could be oh. there's so many options here, Cad. But uh let's stay alive in this season because obviously take us to the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Seahawks because there's a lot of the skinning in this game, Cad. Mate, uh, as you know, I did choose the Steelers last week, but then didn't change my pick, which was devastating. Also, I did it for another game, but then I ended up winning the game, which I incorrectly <laughs> tipped. So it works Even out. Odds. All comes out in the wash. But the Steelers, Mason Rudolph, not a one-hit wonder, comes out against the Seahawks 30-23 to in a decisively good game. I, like, it was a cracker. This is a cracking I game. I had a lot of fun with this game. It was really good. Just an amazing effort here by the Steelers. I think putting it all together and further raising questions about Kenny Pickett's eligibility as a number one quarterback seemingly is this offense, you know, we got rid of Matt Canada. Kenny Pickett's not playing right now. The Steelers actually have something going here against the Seahawks, and I think this is a tough loss for them. Pretty sure they're out of contention now, but we'll check again for the preview show. Great win here by the Steelers, but they were just better in the big moments. The um, Gino. Obviously, he got sacked real late in the game, which was probably the turning point. Mm-hmm. It was a good game. I enjoyed it immensely. I, I don't begrudge either of them for losing. They both put themselves in the position to win. The Steelers were just better on the day and yeah. really well done on a road trip as well. So this also means that Mike Tomlin is going to have another winning season. Game. He's done it. Yeah, exactly. You can't go against this man. He's just automatic. Like, just automatic. Mm. How, do you, how do you manage it that many seasons in a row? It's incredible. Over especially different changes of quarterback. Um, but I just did check the uh, playoff standings here, homie, and the Steelers and Seahawks both currently have a playoff probability of about 26 to 29%. So not really possible for them. It looks like low odds. Yeah, but uh, we know. Yeah, if Philly tells us anything, everyone's a chance here. <laughs> everyone's a chance. I'd be worried if any big team's going up against the Steelers next week, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Either of those teams you would do not want to face. Not so moving on to a team, LA Rams. Obviously, they... 
should have had a pretty easy game here, Cad. <laughs> you know, if the Seahawks lost, That's just the, the Rams were in. They were into the playoffs. But things didn't look like they were going to plan when the Giants <laughs> returned a punt all the way to the house and then went for a two-point conversion. Well, two-point conversions have been the controversy <laughs> of the week. Uh, luckily, luckily for the Rams, that two-point conversion was underthrown to Barclay. We saw it slip from their fingers as he could have just ran in and taken the victory and ruined Rams' hearts. They got to cruise home with the victory in hand and knowing they were in the playoffs. I've already seen the merch online. They're ready to go. <laughs> well done, Rams. You're that's, in the playoffs. That's amazing to see the Rams in the playoffs so soon. I'm, I'm actually stoked for it. I did not think it was going to be a possibility this year, especially with such a young team, the young team. But they've uh, they've done it. Yeah, and that coaching system should definitely be lights at the moment. Yeah, they've Sean, done incredibly man. well. Yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable. Homie, I think this, we've done that in record time. We've got get out. We've yeah, we've got heaps of time to go. Why don't we head in and let's have that chat about the quarterbacks that you were talking about earlier. All right, homie, as you alluded to, we have many quarterbacks who seasoned, experienced, but also those teams are the ones that are heading to the draft in a quite an advantageous position. Lots of quarterbacks coming through in this next draft as we'll talk all the way through up to April. I want to start with Russell Wilson. As we know, he's been benched and it is more than likely that he will be traded in uh, the early preseason. Now, I've got a couple of teams I want to run by you. For Russell Wilson, where do you think he'll go or where do you want him to go here? I've got Russell Wilson at the Commanders is one of my front runners right now. I don't think there's a fit for him. I don't, I don't think don't. it's for him. I think it's for the team. I don't think he's going to get a fit for his team at this point. He is now a I carryover. think he would have been better in the team this year before they traded away. <laughs> yeah, that's true. When he actually would have I, I think they. I think they've got to go to development. I really do. The reason I, I think that... I agree with you there. I think they should start fresh, especially since they are currently number two pick in the draft. But if they need a season vet to carry on for a couple of weeks, half a season, whatever it is, Russell's going to fit in well there because I think this principle, this new guy has come in from the 76ers Philly basketball team. He's going to be looking to develop in five years. It's a, a long yeah. process. He's not going to try win it straight away. I don't mind that. Other teams suggested are the Raiders, and I couldn't think of a le- like a less Raiders quarterback than Russell Wilson. Oh, that is not happening. <laughs> that pretty, is not happening. It's pretty disgusting, isn't it? I'm not a big fan of that. Other ones that people put out there, the Falcons, the Patriots, or the Vikings. I think the Falcons are a good mix for him. I think, I don't know, I just feel if I looked at Arthur Smith, who I didn't put in the show, but apparently he's going to be around in 2024. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It's been announced. That's a Insiders NFL. They put it on their show. Ugh. Not happy about it. They shouldn't have advertised it. But um, <laughs> I, I just feel like he'd be a really good system quarterback for them because it's just so. Uh, then they could possibly, if they can emulate sort of what the Broncos' run got on, mm-hmm. it was based on just no errors, and it was like we could really see a Falcons team blossom under just no turnovers. Yeah, and consistent I think, quarterback. That's not a bad call. I like that a lot. Do you have a? In, do you have? Have you formulated one where you're? I actually, I have a weird one here, and I was mulling this over with Dad the other day. I think Russell Wilson could go to the Patriots if Bill Belichick is not at the Patriots. 
oh, do you know it'd be really funny if he went to the Patriots and then got fired by another cranky old <laughs> Yeah, man. I know. It's but like he can't just go from <laughs> one to the other. <laughs> <laughs> He'd really chat to his manager, wouldn't he? Oh, <laughs> can you just give me some positive <laughs> coach? Yeah, like Kevin O'Connell could be. I just don't see him going to the Vikings. I, I don't know where they'll end up in the draft. I think they'd be quite late. So, you know, well, let's have a look here. Can you see where they are? In the draft? Yeah, I'm just having a look. I can't seem to spot them. They should be about 12th as things stand, which, you know, there'll still be quarterbacks around. It won't be a top-tier quarterback, one of the first five, but it could go there. I just see him at the Patriots because I think they've got a long road to go to rebuild. They don't know who their quarterback is. It's tipping between Zappi and Mac Jones, one of which will definitely be gone. I'm assuming it's Mac. I just think he fits there for the meantime as they figure things out. Obviously, the Pats are number three. So I've I got the feeling they'll go shopping, mm. you know. Uh, why not go into the draft if you're going to be number three? You sort of got the Bears. You got the Bears, Commanders, Patriots, Cardinals, or number f- one, two, three, four. Yeah. They're all it's like, they've got the fellas. upper hand, don't they, in this in this whole scenario. You got New York at number five. Will they get a chance to get who they want to rebuild? Ooh. Maybe. They might have to start trading. You know, like They might have to start trading. I just think it's really good. And so then you start to look at these teams that are shopping and you think, oh, where's their quarterback going? So, yeah. you know, where where would Sam House go? Where, could you take him somewhere? Would you take him? I'd or would him, he just become a QB2? I think he's a QB2 somewhere for sure. I don't know if it's at the Commanders, uh, but I would be putting him a QB on a bench somewhere. Mac Jones, does he stick around as a QB1? I don't think the last two years have shown us that he can. No, and it's like, and then who wants him? Like, are you going to take him? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'd yeah. be very begrudged if imagine him going on the Raiders. They'd be real stoked about that, wouldn't they? It's him so and funny. Jimmy can to just hang out together, can't they? Oh yeah, both yeah, both expatriates quarterbacks. Everyone said was the new yeah. Brady. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be like, there's a, there's definitely that old locker room club feels like it's going to fill up. It's strange because we're like, we ran out of quarterbacks to talk about. And it's like, <laughs> oh, there seems to be a whole, <laughs> there's a whole system of them. Where are they sitting? Where well, are now they we've seen some quarterbacks that are backups that it seemed good enough to start. And, it, you know, just Gardner Minshew, you know, we've got Anthony Richardson at the Colts. He's meant to have been playing. We've all forgotten about him. The rookie that got injured early. Gardner's come in and put on a show-stopping performance for the Colts. What happens to Gardner? This is where I love to look at start looking at the contracts as well because it's like, well, Joe Flacco, like you saw the, the value of him, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, they had three before him and he just rolls in and it's like, this is easy, right? So <laughs> how do we look at the QB backup? Deshaun Watson, like where's he now? Yeah, well, yeah. I'll take Joe I'll take Joe over him every day of the week. <laughs> oh, he's just and we even saw, I can't, my, sorry, my name eludes me, the um, the young New York Giants quarterback that played on the weekend. Uh, he was Taylor? good. Yeah, I, I thought he was. It was pretty good. <laughs> you start to look at all these players around, and you think, how do they actually stack them into their contracts? Mm. So it's like if you want a good backup quarterback, which you need now, you're going to pay for it. Yep. But then, then you have to balance it out with a rookie. Can you balance out those contracts properly to get the right mix for your team? Yeah, and, and one question I actually wanted to ask was the Steelers. So the Steelers should be about 18th pick in the draft. Uh, in the first round. Now, Kenny Pickett, as we saw, wasn't really doing it for us. Mitch Trubisky certainly wasn't doing it for us. We've got Mason Rudolph now, who is actually putting an offense together, and that could be for many reasons, but it seems pretty dominant from his perspective. Are Pittsburgh, who are incredibly loyal to their quarterbacks and their head coaches and a lot of their players, Kenny Pickett's from Pittsburgh. He went to college there. He was born and raised there. 
Can they get rid of him? Will they get rid of him based on the kind of history of their club? Mm. It's a tough one. It is tough because it's uh, they did break their own rule this year when they fired uh, the offensive coach, <laughs> Matt, you know. Matt Canada, yep. Yeah, and I thought, maybe we've got a new look, Steelers. And what? how would Russell Wilson look at the head of that, Steelers? Oh, hmm. that's interesting too. Actually, I don't mind that. And we'll look all right. You know, I don't really you want Russell that Wilson working. on my because I think Steelers are my my backup team, and I don't want Russell Wilson to be. My I actually, I grown to like Russell Wilson. Like, I, I'm happy to rag on him all the time, but he's actually. I think he's. I don't mind his uber positivity in a way. It's got such a contrast to other players. He needs to go with like Mark McDaniel's or something. I don't know some some coach who's gonna. Nah, that'd be annoying. That'd be too much. Either that'd be like that's like going to a party and everyone's like really happy and you're like, oh, can't, can't someone be, be, be miserable just so I could be the second worst person in this, in this party? <laughs> it, it's just such a, the more I look at this list, the more it grows. Cardinals, they've got Kyle Murray. Yeah, it's been Kyla, a fortune for him. What are they going to do with Kyle? <laughs> and he's had a great end of the season. We've got Justin Fields at a great end of the season. Kirk Cousins, you could take him anywhere. Yeah. It will fit into most mixes. He's a great, and he's like the Raiders positive as well. Likely not going to keep Aiden O'Connell. You wouldn't think. Like this is no. Carnage. We didn't see enough from them. To like <laughs> so, they're going shopping. How many are we coming through the drafts? And it's just like you start to get excited about twenty twenty five. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh wait a minute, let's get to twenty twenty four. We just kicked into twenty twenty four. It is absolutely wild. And I, I just think we're going to be surprised. And I think some teams are going to be pretty hurt when some of their favorite quarterbacks go missing. Yeah. Play that sad music. Well, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Deshaun Watson yeah, contract, yeah. that one. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, anything else on me? Nah, I'm, I'm going to save the contracts for the next one. Yeah, I'll, I'll save the bonuses for the preview. We've got a big preview show coming up, obviously. It's starting to get to that end the of the last season. Last week of the regular season. It's going to be weird too because it's, it's so hard to pick already because, you know, they're going to be benching players. They're oh. going to be taking them off, resting them. Who's got skin in the game? Who doesn't have skin in the game? And some people just like to troll teams like <laughs> the Cardinals. And, the, and I reckon the New York Giants, they might be my other one. They like to troll teams as well, so... Well, it's it, going to be a lot, lot of fun, Cad. It is wild, right? We, you know, we've come a long way since the draft now to the last week of the regular season. I just want to say congratulations on episode 50, homie, which will be this one coming oh, out. Congratulations, Cad. Yeah. Episode 50. Happy New Year. That's possibly too many for <laughs> five months of podcasting. I think it's just the right amount. Just the right amount. Oh, good, good. We're hitting the Goldilocks numbers here. Okay, let's wrap up this show. Thank you for listening to this episode of Onside Punt. Remember, whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started on your NFL journey, we've got you covered. Remember to subscribe to our podcast, follow us on Instagram at Onside Punt, and we're on the TikTok as well. Thanks, Cad. Thanks, Number buddy. 50. Number 50. Definitely <laughs> our best. Definitely <laughs> our Oh, actually, it should be 51. Remember how we did that episode twice? What happened there? <laughs> I guess it doesn't count if you didn't record it. <laughs> Will you let me just suffer in that forever? <laughs> Please let me go. <laughs>